Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today, oh, I am so excited again because I have the awesome Linda Howe with me. We are going to continue with our conversation of, I guess it was in the late January where we were talking about she re-released Healing Through the Akashic Records, Using the Power of Your Sacred Wounds to Discover Your Soul's Perfection. And she re-released it in a soft cover. And we did an earlier interview on it. And I just, I just felt like we needed to do more and we've got kind of a nice rapport going. So I wanted to continue with that energy and just play some more. So welcome, Linda. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. (laughs) Yes. Well, I love having you on. So let's, let's just dive right in. We did talk about forgiveness, but I wanted to do the elements of forgiveness. And I don't know if it was a big part. I mean, it was, it was just a small part, but it, in your book, but it seemed to have a big impact for me. So I wanted to talk about that. Um, and let's just play with that and see where we go. So you, you wrote that the first element of forgiveness is acceptance. Right. <laughs> Do you know, I mean, just, it's like, oh gosh, you know, this is, this is, this is tough, right? Um, so yes, forgiveness, actually, I'll tell you something, Lori, um, the more I've, I've grown in the work, the more I have really come to understand that, um, you know, forgiveness, the bar for forgiveness is very, very high, as we know. Um, and so so many of us really have, have great struggles with it. And it's not because we aren't willing and it's not because we aren't trying. And... Um, so when I was working in my records with this, really exploring how do I get from how do I get from a resentment, right, to forgiveness? How do I even get there? And it was interesting because one of the first things that came came to me in my work was um, that I would be it would be much better if I could just that I would get tremendous relief if I could even get to the level of acceptance. Now I found that a little startling, right? <laughs> because I'm like, well, what do you mean? I want to forgive. I want to forgive. And it, you know, and really the idea of forgiveness, um, forgiveness implies that. Like if I forgive you, that implies that I, it implies, I mean, it assumes <laughs> that I have judged you. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, and one of the absolutes of the Akashic field is um, non-judgment, right? So we have a little bit of a conflict there. So the first, in order to find our way through this, we want to first um, accept what has happened. Now, this is hard because human beings often do terrible things. I mean, we do terrible things to each other 
I, you know, I was watching the news. I saw, oh my, you know, everything from we've got international incidents, we have local incidents. We have so much, you know, people clobbering one another, whether emotionally, physically, mentally. I mean, you know, <laughs> this goes on and it's been going on since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So, so the question is, can I accept what has happened without him, without saying it, I mean, it, you know, oh, you're a terrible person, but really acceptance. Like, yes, this is awful and it happened. See, to really come to terms with that, something really painful, unfortunate, devastating has occurred. Am Can I even let that in? Because I know myself and what I've seen with so many others is something terrible happens and we immediately want to turn it into a lesson, right? <laughs> like, okay, okay, that happened five minutes ago. This must be the lesson. First, we're going to have the experience and then we're going to get the lesson. If there's a lesson, right? Right. So it's like, can I allow... Right. And I'm not this does not say it it doesn't mean like, oh, isn't it great this happened? Isn't it wonderful? You know, I lost my job, my spouse walked out. I mean, terrible things like, come on, you know, my kid crashed the car, whatever it is. It's like to say, Oh, but this really happened because I've really come to understand that to pretend yeah. or to minimize is an insult. It's insulting to spiritual truth. If spiritual truth is resilient, strong, if the Akashic light is what I believe it is, then it can handle the truth. Right. And this, for us as human beings, you know, we think if we pretend it didn't happen, we can stop the pain, make it go away. What it does is it pushes the pain in deeper and we start acting in very weird ways, you know, because these you know, this, the pain that we're in, is it's going to come out some way or somehow. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about acceptance, we're not saying approval or <laughs> with great enthusiasm. I'm not saying, great, my son totaled the car. Isn't that wonderful? No, that's really crazy thinking. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, the car is like, no more car, right? Whatever. It is. It's like, oh, son of a gun. This this is really terrible and it really happened. That's acceptance. Because we cannot move beyond it. Um, do you know, I had, I had a woman, she was really great. And she had a husband who had a, he was a great guy, wonder, you know, great guy in a lot of ways. They'd been married a long time and he was in a very fast paced business and got caught up in doing cocaine. Okay. Mm. And I want you to know, for a couple of years, she, she would call me and say, this can't happen. I'm like, no, no, no. I know you don't want it to, but it's happening. I mean, he's actually, he's doing a line of coke before he goes to work in the morning. I mean, this is really happening. But her insistence was, this cannot be, and I declare it's otherwise, and all of that. The problem was, is that nothing could shift 
until she could accept that she was indeed married to someone who was doing a line of coke before I went to work every morning. <laughs> now, listen, right. this is not, this is not, nobody wants this. Nobody, it, nobody ever says, oh, isn't it great? It's no, it's awful. It's heartbreaking for her, for him, for the family and for the boss, right? Who's this <laughs> coked up employee. But anyway, um, so, so once she accepted Okay, and really, like, oh, he's really doing this. No matter what I say or do, it's not changing that. Mm-hmm. He, this is really what's happening, and it's having an, an impact on my life. See, she thought if she could pretend it wasn't happening, it wouldn't have any impact on her. When, in fact, by pretending it wasn't happening, the devastating impact of the behavior grew and grew. It like was like, it was like bread with too much yeast in it. Do you know, it got worse and worse and worse. Does this, am I making sense with this? Do you and I, I wanted to say like, this is, this, I, this is one of what I believe the misunderstandings, great, great misunderstandings of the law of attraction is, you know, we keep, there's just this, this rule out there that if you don't want something to happen, you pretend it hasn't. You, you know, you fake it until you make it. So it's like the problem is, of course, is we have no control over someone else. And it doesn't really matter whether, you know, how often we fake it. But then there's also the Pollyanna thing where everything's perfect, everything's wonderful, you know, and and we don't look or accept or take any responsibility. So there's a whole there's, I, I very much agree with this whole acceptance thing because mm-hmm. we have this, this whole dichotomy in our society, especially in the spiritual community and yes. um, a lot of people just, you know, not wanting to be authentic, not wanting to grieve or go through their pain because my goodness, if you're negative, then you're going to attract more negative. And like, we just have this huge huge error in understanding and all the teachings that are out there that are, you know, very, very confusing and overlapping. And, you know, we miss it. Like we miss the whole point of what we're trying to accomplish here. Do you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, see, I think the first thing, this is really fascinating because, because, because I agree with you. So I think (laughs) it's great. But you know what? See, pretending is spiritual suicide. Mm. See, and one of the great, uh, and I and I think you're right about this. There's great confusion, yeah. and there's also great judgment. Yes. See, part of where we're headed is to relinquish judgment to say, "Oh my gosh, I am really in a terrible situation, and it's okay." But. Okay, so so here's this thing. This this I've got this this other woman, right, that I'm talking to. Here's the problem. The problem is she's in a job that she hates. Right. Now the truth is, and they pay her a lot of money, so it's hard for her to leave because mm-hmm. you know whatever, because she needs money and all this other stuff. But the fact of the matter is, she gets up every day, and and on her way to work, she's crying. Right. Mm-hmm. She hates the job. So she comes to me and she's like, why do I know? Why do I have to be in this job I hate? Well, first of all, you don't have to be in a job you hate. But what she had been doing for a long time 
was saying she was doing affirmations. And I think affirmations are great, mm-hmm. right? But you want it when you use an affirmation, it needs to be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what it is. But mm-hmm. here was the thing. She was doing an affirmation called, I love my job. Mm-hmm. The problem was that was not true. But here's what, so we did, we did some work and we looked in the records and the fact was it was so hard for her to admit judgment on the self that she was in a job she hated. So, but what, what the, the direction we went was this for her to admit, I am in a job I hate and I love myself anyway. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then she was able to, and then she, then she started this thing. This was really funny because she started this thing where on her way to work, she would say, I, I'm, I'm going to the job. I hate this job. I love myself, even though I'm in a job I hate and I don't know what to do. And I'm going to have a nice day, even though I, I hate my job. So what started, see, the fact is being a human being is, I mean, we are individually and collectively, we are each a landmine of paradox. Mm. And that is, so is it true? Yes, it's the perfect job for her growth in the long term, because she, she ended up leaving the job, but it wasn't until it was okay with her that she hated her job. Right, right. At that point, and that and to understand God loves you anyway, and you can have a nice day, even though you hate your job. See, at that point, the whole, because all the resistance collapsed. And at that point, she had some space, you know, rather than bludgeoning herself with this affirmation that wasn't even true, I love my job. So part of it, see, it's not that we have to love the condition. It's that we have to, you know, from the records, the great, and the book talks a lot about this. The the great challenge is how do I love myself even though I am an imperfect human being? How do I love myself when I make, you know, I think I'm making this great choice, but my, but I find out, you know, it wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> so the idea is can I love myself even though I am imperfect? Can I love myself even though I'm a work in progress? Can I love myself? You know, and this is where, you know, this is where the work is because the goal of the, from an Akashic perspective, the, the object of the game, right? Living all these lifetimes, the, the idea is that we come to love ourselves as we are loved by the divine and the divine loves us unconditionally. Now, I don't know about you, but boy, I think, boy, I'd love to, you know, it'd be great to love myself unconditionally, but I'm going to give you the list of everything that's wrong with me. Like, (laughs) I can't love myself. I can't love myself until what, you know, I lose some weight. I do this. I have more money saved. I, you know, whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. the fact is that until we can, can it's, and it's not even love. I mean, what is love? Love is really to get on our own side, like to get on my own side. Like, okay, I'm in a job that I don't like, but you know what? I'm going to be nice to myself today. And that's what like to keep, 
to keep getting on our own side is unconditional love in action. And it is the highest spiritual practice out there. It is the ultimate spiritual practice. So, and the thing about the, you know, the law of attraction, I mean, it's a great law, but we don't want to be afraid of these, you know, we're terrorized by these spiritual laws, the law of attraction, like, oh my God, you know, I had this other... I love talking to people. I learned so much. You know, this woman was like, she wanted to lose weight. And her thing was, I'm just not going to look at any anybody who's overweight. I'm like, where do you live? You live in America? <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, it's, it's the new America. You know, ever since we all quit smoking, now we're all fat. I mean, it's just like, what's up? With, you know? Like, she's like, I can't let it in. And it's like, no, 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 no. The idea is to not be afraid, resist not evil, you know, resist not evil, the great master taught us, right? And that really means there's really nothing to be afraid of. See, because it was, but, but it's all from, we are the first generation in, in the history of human consciousness. We are the first people, secular people to be wrestling with these spiritual concepts. And so what our tendency is, is to take our old ideas and stuff them into the old concepts, you know, putting, you know, new wine and old skin, so to speak. And that's what that's what we tend to do. And we're learning like, oh, this doesn't work. It, you know, I have to I have to let go of the old idea completely. There's nothing to be afraid of. If I really believe that love is all there is, then what am I why am I why am I so afraid? Right? It's and it's okay to be afraid. Right. You know, everything is a paradox. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's fascinating. I mean, I would love to make this show about the law of attraction. And maybe we could do a show on that because I think we uh, <laughs> we have similar, very, very similar views on it. But yes, uh, yes. <laughs> well, you know what? It's easy. It's so easily. See, it's so easily misunderstood. Oh, my and and everyone, listen, everyone, you know, everyone I know, people have been working for decades striving earnestly and honestly to experience inner peace and and unfortunately out of like exhaustion right what what we're tending to do is take some of these um uh, eternal spiritual principles and use them as weapons against ourselves and that's not helpful yeah because let me tell you the guilt and shame that people start feeling when it's not working and they're somehow knowing that they've done. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like I said, that could be a whole show all in itself. Yes. Yes. It really, no, no, no. Okay. All right. We'll put that on your list, Lori. Yeah. We'll put that on. Our, I think that's because be... it is, it's really, it's really, it's, it's, pow- it's powerful. And yes. you know what this is? Um, this is here. Uh, it's the, um, it's the Holy Week, the traditional Christian mm. Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because someone said to me, well, what did you give up for Lent? And I'm like, well, I gave up deprivation and I <laughs> gave up old ideas. I mean, we really are in such an exciting time mm. where we're taking these old spiritual ideas, law of attraction, this is a very old idea, it's ancient, but what we're doing is we're coming into it as secular human beings with new understandings that actually are empowering us to the right use of the idea. Right. Yeah, cool. 
Okay. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So we'll, we'll kind of side back to forgiveness. Forgiveness. And... Okay. So acceptance is the first step. Acceptance is the first step. And I think, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, and again, this is where, you know, we have all of these dichotomies around. And certainly from everything I've read about, you know, what the Akashic from your book, you know, it's about not in judgment. And one of the things that you mentioned is we are making a judgment when, you know, when we believe forgiveness is necessary. And so there's lots of teachings out there that say, you know, technically forgiveness isn't necessary. And because it's really just an ego judgment and, you know, you know where I'm going with this, right? So, so yes. And, and so when we come to a place of acceptance, it's really not about, it's not even so much about, well, it's not really at all about the other person. And it has more to do with, you know, being able to accept what's happening or what has happened and come to an acceptance also of self. And so then you come to the second one, which is about pardoning. And you're looking at, you know, how do we, you know, how do it's like we're trying to, you know, get some sort of compensation from the person um, because we want, we, you know, we're always looking for others to forgive or to, you know, it's like we're... To make it right. Yes. We want the other, we want the offending party to make it right. Yes. But see, what we, what we begin to recognize, so if, so as, you know, acceptance is an as process, right? So as we oh, come yeah. to acceptance, then we begin to recognize that the person who, you know, walked out in the middle of the night, hit us with the frying pan, whatever they did, you know, wrote the bad checks, we begin to recognize that the person who did that did that as the see every action everyone takes is the highest expression of their desire their attempts to experience love and peace of mind right okay so even though we got trampled in the mix, hmm. the fact of the matter is that that person took your money, walked out, did whatever they did. They did that as a way to experience more love for themselves, first and foremost. And sometimes there really is that deliberate thought, if I hurt you, I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, this is like, I mean, Cain and Abel, we're going way back now, mm-hmm. right? But this is, it's not that foreign of an idea. If So what I want to begin to understand is that every action everyone else takes and every action I take is an attempt to experience more um, love and peace of mind. So, right. so at that point, and that everything I do, so this is, so what we have are human beings all confused, right? Mm-hmm. All learning and growing and, and really doing our absolute best, our absolute best. No one gets up and says, today I'm going to, today I'm going to be a, a low grade version of myself. No, even when we're sick, we say, you know, I don't feel good, but I'll do my best. Human beings are always doing their best. Everyone is always doing their best. So even when someone's behavior is just horrible, 
we want to understand that they are very deliberately trying to experience more love for themselves. And so the question then becomes, and so I'm not saying it's nice, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you robbed the bank. That wasn't such a good idea. Okay. (laughs) But it's okay. But I understand. Oh, you thought that was going to make you feel better. Of course you did that. Okay. Now, my part is I look at this and I'm like, oh, my heavens, can I love myself even though I was a victim? You know, we hate victims, especially in this new age spirituality. We think to be a victim is just the worst thing. But if you look at human history, people have been victims since <laughs> this is like an old, It's this is old, old news, guys. People have been, I mean, if we go back the beginning of, of human civilizations. There were even, you know, gosh, in the early days in India, in China, I mean, in Egypt, all over the world, uh, classical uh, Greek and Roman cultures, there were always slaves. Victimization Mm -hmm. is not new. What is new is our awareness. Can I love myself even though I've been a victim? Part of what maintains the victim consciousness is the condemnation. I say, "I'm, I'm a victim. I hate myself for being a victim. Blah. Or I hate you because I'm a victim. I mean, no, no, no. This is not helping. What it is, is to say, oh, wow, I have really been a victim here. I thought that if I was a victim of you, of the boss, of the man in the moon, it doesn't matter who, I thought if I let myself be a victim, that I would somehow feel loved and earn peace of mind. You talk to people who've been in abusive relationships, it's all the same story. I thought if I did everything right, then he would love me. Right. I mean, it's just it's 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 incredible. It's like beautiful. This is human nature striving to feel love. And so so part of it in this is in pardoning to extend at the core, right at the level of motive to extend benefit of the doubt. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get it. No, I still don't like it. At no point do we say, oh, isn't it great you burned the house down? No, you know, or whatever the version of it is. Because, you know, I mean, there are people, there are some people, they're here, you know, they've, there's extreme behavior and there's very subtle behaviors. But the impact on our consciousness can be very intense. Right. Yeah. Right. And that moves into the next one about the probability of innocence, the wild card. I like that, the wild card. Um, I really loved the, <laughs> <laughs> I really did love this book. I loved the whole saying about sacred wounds and how we've already, I know we've already done the show on that one, but I do, I mean, I love that whole idea. And the thing is, you know, we, this whole victim thing, again, it's another kind of paradox that we kind of live with. It's, you know, can you accept responsibility? And then does the acceptance of responsibility mean that you hate yourself or someone else? You know, it's like, it's it's like we No, I know. It's like, wait a second, right? It's, it's so it and, and you know what, Lori, it is confusing, right? You know, people used to try to uh, live a spiritual life, people who used to try and live a spiritual life prior to this time in history, (laughs) what they did was they like left the world. They would go to monasteries. Absolutely. Absolutely. So easy. Right? (laughs) Like, oh, okay. It's so funny. Okay, go on. 
Yeah. So, so we have all of these things sort of playing at us and like, we don't really know what to do. And so then we get into this mindset. Okay. So the person didn't leave me. And if by listening to what you just said, you know, it was the best thing they could do for themselves. It wasn't really personal. Yeah. We take it personally because it happened to us. And, you know, it's really hard to not see it as happening to us. And it's really hard as not, you know, sort of taking it personally. So we try to, you know, take it from that other place and say, okay, we weren't a victim here. We can choose how we want to feel inside. The problem is, of course, is there's all the guilt, the shame, the judgment, all the stuff that's happening inside that right. most of the time we're not even aware of because we're, you know, well, we're uh-huh. self-medicating and, you know, we're, we're, we've got all of our addictions that we do when we don't want to feel, you know, uncomfortable and, you know, we do all of that stuff. So the probability of innocence, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. We can all maybe, maybe get to that place <laughs> where we can say, okay, so, you know, it may take a few years. <laughs> right, right, right. But this is, listen, we're infinite <laughs> beings. We've got nothing but time. There you go. <laughs> That's the way I'm taking the long view. <laughs> yeah, but it really is getting to that place of saying, you know, I can accept that it happened. I can accept that, you know, for whatever reason to make this person somehow they were justified in their means, in their head, that love to them was for whatever reason, maybe they felt they needed to vindicate because of something they felt I did wrong. You know, they took the money out of my account because Mm -hmm. they felt justified. They felt like it was okay. And it was the most loving thing for them to do because they had their own stuff going on. And so you can see all of those pieces and you can see sort of how, you know, if you were a more evolved person who's very loving with themselves and very loving with others and having compassion and all the things that the that the Akashic records talk about. But that's the thing. Like, we have to be able to get to that point. We have to be able to even see not only that it's a possibility, but that it's real. Like, this is, this, this is our sacred wound. This is part of what we're right. here to understand about ourselves. And... And it really doesn't have anything to do with the outside world, even though the outside world mirrors everything to us and helps us see those sacred wounds. I mean, this is the big, this is what we're here to do. And and that's the piece we kind of keep, you know, getting sidetracked and distracted and, you know, and then then we fall into, even though we know better, even when we, we can make that perfect connection and we feel that, you know, that infinite love and that's so unconditional and then we can still get caught up in everyday life (laughs) we can still have our moments and we can still you know feel like a victim and you know but see but see here's here's the idea though i i know what you're what you're saying is really great but see where where we if we have power anywhere and i believe we do Hmm. where we have power is in recognizing is in loving ourselves even though we're in this particular pot of soup see see what ultimately what we want to do is take all like i'm going to take all the attention off the other person right because see and this is when you talk about the guilt and shame and the i mean it's horrible right (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so it's like, right? Okay, so here I am, and I'm like actively, like you know, I don't know, you know, mad, mad as heck, right? Mad at myself because I did it again. I did it again. So the first thing is, I want there really is something about lowering, and this is, I want to lower my expectations for myself. I want to understand. Now, listen, I'm not saying indulge bad behavior. I'm not saying that, but I want to know that as a human being. I will continually make mistakes and to just to, to learn to see, because until it's okay with me to be imperfect and to keep falling down, I am doomed to, to make, to keep falling down. So if I want to stop falling down, the law is, can I love myself when I fail again? Hmm. Can I treat myself with kindness and respect, even though I did it again? I don't believe I did it again. <laughs> I gained that same seven pounds again. I've been doing this for decades. You know, I mean, it goes on, whatever it is. And we all have our things, right? We all have our little, but do you know what to say? Oh, but see, because see, the purpose of spiritual awakening and the spiritual path, right, engaging, consciously engaging the spiritual path is not to achieve some human, um, some humanly identified goal of perfection. The purpose of the spiritual path and spiritual growth is to clear away our, the obstructions to our awareness of the goodness within and to be, become useful. See, what everyone really, see, to, to understand, the universe is going to use us, it's going to put us to work, even though we're not perfect. I have to tell you, when I learned this, it blew my mind that the universe was going to use me even if I had to get a bigger pair of pants, <laughs> even though I like lost my temper again, even though, even though the universe will use us even as we are imperfect. And that is where the power is that I will have some, listen, I'm five foot two. I'm never going to be a basketball player. I mean, there are all <laughs> kinds, right? I'm 62. I'm not going to be a 22 year old ballerina. I mean, there are all kinds of things there. They're off the list. Right. But the fact is the universe life, life loves me anyway. And life is like, Linda, come on, let's let's live today. And there are people you can help. There are ways you can be useful today, even though, you know, even though your hair turned white and you got old and all these things happen. My goodness, you know, this is not the lifetime to sit on the bench. Let's go. See, and, and that is, there. that's a real shift, right? Mm -hmm. So as we extend this concept, right, this concept of benefit of the doubt to others, we want to know that life is extending the same to us. Mm. Life says, hey, it's all right. Now, is it, you know, God, oh, it's too bad you had to do that to yourself again. <laughs> this is what I get in the records. I'm like, I did it again. I did it again. And I'm in my records and it's like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You know, you that was the best idea you had. I'm sorry you had to do that. 
right? I'm right. like, whoa, wait a second here. I mean, this is not where I mean, it's not where I come from, right? Traditional American religions really bank on guilt and shame. Mm. Definitely. Right. And a mean and a mean God. Other right. than that, other than that, life is easy. But see, we are we, this is all changing. And that's the other thing. You know, the truth is we don't have we I don't want it's not even role models. It's actually there are not that many who have preceded us in conscious awareness of the application of these truths. And consequently, we are the ones we are learning you know, nobody, I mean, I don't know about you, Lori. I know my parents never said, oh, honey, I'm sorry you made that mistake again. That's not how it went down at my house. No. You know, it wasn't like that. It's like, oh, that's all right. You know, these things happen. And, you know, what? A, no, no, no. We love you anyway. It was like, oh, no, you did it again. <laughs> right. And don't right. ever do that again. You want to have someone repeat a behavior, tell them you never want them to do it again. <laughs> it's guaranteed. So true. Guaranteed, especially with kids. You want to really Well, I was going to say, especially if you're a teenager. <laughs> I know. It's like, boy, that's like handing them the gun to shoot you with. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, heavens. Okay. So, uh, so what else? Where are we? I, I'm sorry. I get, I get talking. And it's... Well, I think we, I think we looked at the probability of innocence. I mean, just the fact that I, I loved what you said, though. I mean, I think there's this part of us that say it's like we do all this work, we try this really hard, and and there is a part of us that says, well, you know, who's doing that for us? Right? Like there is. Like is this is this fair? Like are you know are we being treated fairly? And and this is where we can That's lose so it because. We, we, you know, we, we, you know, yes, we can create this great connection with, with the divine or with our healing team or with, you know, our guides and we can feel that, you know, that infinite love. And then there's these times where we just like, you know, why does this keep happening? And why is it not fair? And so we get into this all the, and it's always about ourselves. Like it's rarely, well, okay. So it's not rarely for some people, but it's rare for the, those of us that, you know, are really trying <laughs> to okay. blame it on the other person, right? We, you know, it's mostly the self-blame that happens, right? It's human nature. It's human nature. Well, here's the thing is that we understand the consequences of self-judgment. Mm. So I know, see, and we are just beginning in the collective to tease out the distinction between blame and responsibility. Mm. Mm -hmm. And see, up until now, if we take responsibility, that means I'm the worst person in the world, <laughs> right? Someone should like, uh, you know, I am ruining, I'm ruining life on the planet for everyone. I mean, it, this kind of thinking, Right. Whereas what we're looking at now is, wow, I really did that. And it's okay. I mean, it's, t I'm sorry I did that. I'm really right. sorry. But do you know what? I, I am still at the core of my being. I'm lovable. I never, no one ever intends to cause harm. No one. Right. So, so let's, so as we begin to understand this, then, then taking responsibility is not nearly as threatening, right? Right. It's just, it's okay. 
Yes. Right. <clears throat> and and that's important. I mean, it's it can be tough <laughs> to figure it out sometimes because we're so attached, like we get so attached to certain things and we do take things so personally. So it is, and as you said, talked about the victim. I mean, it, it's, it's part of our, I don't know, our upbringing. I mean, most of us, that's just how we were. So it, it's just, it's like this subtle shift and it really is subtle. I mean, in, in most cases, it, it seems so simple. It's just not so easy. <laughs> right. And you know what? That's, I mean, that's very, it's so well said because it is simple. Right. It is very simple, but it is so like, we're looking at what we're talking about here. It's like, we are going against the grain mm. of the thought patterns of our own personal thought patterns of our family of origin, of the culture in which we find ourselves. So it's, see, see, I think the more we understand that what we're involved in is not, it's, this is not like you, a kid wakes up and says, I want to be an accountant. Okay, <laughs> great. My son did not say that. Anyway, he says, I want to go to art school. Of course. Anyway, but that's another story. But the kid says, I want to be an accountant. Hmm. Terrific. People have been studying accounting for hundreds of years. If you want to end up as a CPA, there's the path is carved. And it's, I mean, there's some, there've been adjustments in the path over, you know, the centuries. But the fact is, people have been doing this thing called accounting you know, ever since we started like trading pots and pans. So what we have is there is that is a well-worn path and it's got very predictable stages and people who have been down that path can help the others easily. Oh yeah, that's the point when you want to quit and that's when you want to do this. Okay, now we're on this path and we say, I want to have a more conscious connection with my own soul and with the divine reality and we look around and the fact of the matter is we don't know most of us have never met anyone who's done this mm. and if we have they're on a stage somewhere and we're in an audience of a couple thousand people <laughs> so chances of a personal conversation are slim so we're we're devouring books we're listening to tapes we're doing everything we can but to really understand that we are the first human beings in history secular human beings who have taken on this most heroic challenge. How do I maintain and expand my spiritual awareness while I participate in life? No one's ever done this. I mean, a couple people, but do you know, I mean, you know, Jesus the Christ was here a couple thousand years ago. Hmm. <laughs> Do you understand? I mean, yeah. and thank God, thank God people were making notes. But but the <laughs> truth is, you know, it's it's really like, oh, this is really new. And to really have compassion for ourselves and our learning curve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think that kind of puts it in a very simple way of seeing it, because I think that's 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 the crux. That's the piece that, you know, can help us 
not be so difficult on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, and then the other thing is this, and I know you know this, but it's so, I think this gets really uh, confusing, right? So I want, so I'm in pain over something, you know, I did something and now, you know, I feel bad. Okay. I ran up the visa bill again. Okay. Everybody does. Not everybody. Some people never do it, but some people do. Okay. And I'm, I'm so mad at myself. And so I tell you about it and I want you to make it okay. But see that it doesn't work. See, the law is you cannot give me anything I cannot give myself. Right. So the great paradox is until it's okay with me that, oh, my God, I did it again. You cannot say to me, you cannot, you might want to try and give it to me, but I will push it away energetically. Mm. I'll be like, no, you don't understand what a terrible person I am. See, it's once I get it, that it's okay to be an imperfect human being, and it's okay that I did it again, whatever it is, at that point, you can say to me, Oh, Linda, you know, gosh, Linda, I'm sorry you had to do that to yourself, but it's all right. I mean, you're going to, it's going to be all right. And that I will be able to let that in. That's how, that's how this is all set up. And, you know, so this idea that someone else can make it okay for us, this is, it's an old idea. And the problem is, it's not true. (laughs) I mean, other than that, not only is it an old idea, it's a false <laughs> idea, and it doesn't really work. Right. Yeah. Because there's a part of us that doesn't believe it. And right. that's the piece that we have to understand. Right. Right. So until we, until it's really okay with us that we're imperfect, we, no one, we will never be good enough for anybody. Hmm. Right. You know, so people say, oh, I want to meet somebody who just loves me the way I am. And the question is, well, so do you, you know, do you love yourself the way you are? Well, and the thing is, we all know the right answer. (laughs) We've read all the books. Well, of course I do. But (laughs) (laughs) so so I try never to ask people what they believe because they'll always give me the right answer. But if I ask them what they know about something like so. So what is this? You know, how do you know that you love yourself? (laughs) And so so we want to explore that a little deeper. Right. Okay. Or a lot deeper. Or yes. (laughs) (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot deeper. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's move on from forgiveness just because it's, it's, it, this is, this is expanded much more than just about that. And Mm -hmm. let's, let's look at the Ascension matrix just because I think it's, it, well, I want to end it on a positive note. I want to, I want to look at this in, you know, where we are moving towards. And I think this is what kind of our conversation is moving towards anyway, because this is what it's really all about. It it is about the three G's, the gratitude, the grace, and the generosity. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, how do we, you know, how do we get to that place? How do we, how do we now, okay, so this stuff happens we are imperfect. We really work at accepting it without the judgment and all the stuff that goes with it. Uh-huh. Like you said, we don't have to like it. It's not necessarily okay. 
but we can accept that it's happened. We can accept that it is. Now, how do we get into this place of gratitude? I mean, gratitude is so empowering, but when we do it kind of half and without saying, you know, do it kind of half assed, we, it, it, there's no empowerment to it because it's okay, not really okay. there. Okay, okay. So this is that's right. So here's the key. The key to gratitude is honesty. Mm. So uh, let's say I'm in an undesirable situation. Let's say I wake up and I realize I'm in a relationship that is just like, oh my god, what am I doing here? I gotta go. Right. So do I say, oh, thank you for this terrible relationship? I say no. <laughs> Right. Let's, I mean, let's not be ridiculous, right? right? We want to say, oh my God, thank you. I am so grateful that I am now aware that this is making me miserable. I'm grateful for my awareness. I am thankful to recognize that this is the most love that I would let myself have. Mm. Okay, so we want to have gratitude for I am grateful because, you know, 10 years ago, I thought this was as good as it was ever going to get. And now I know that that there's more for me. And I didn't know that before. So that's another thing to be grateful for. So we want to look. The question is, what am I really grateful for? Mm. Because everyone has gratitude within. It's just what, it, by consciously, um, you know, I want to say tracking what we're grateful for, that act, awareness of gratitude intensifies gratitude, right? And gratitude gives us the power to break through our limitations. Now, we don't want to be, we must be honest and we... We want to understand that being mostly grateful most of the time is good enough because striving for perfection is really an ego-driven dead-end road, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So that's not the point. The point is, can I be mostly grateful most of the time? That's my, that's my bottom line. Mostly grateful most of the time. Well, okay, now that's something, if you feel that, you feel into it, we're in the range of possibility. Because even, I, we know even in um, the United States Senate, they changed the law. Okay, we only need 51, 51 out of 100, 51 votes. Just one over the halfway mark, hmm. right? And so, because and, that really is the tipping point. So where we want to get ourselves to is 51%. Does that, okay, so that's your gratitude. And and gratitude gives us momentum, keeps our feet on the ground, and it gives us momentum, and it gives us the ability to break through whatever our present limitations are. All right, that's what gratitude does. But it must be honest. Then the next one is grace. Grace is, you know, grace is a catalyst. It it really brings um, brings out the best in everything. And grace is one of those things. We all have it. And we certainly recognize it in other people, even though it's very hard, very hard to, um, you know, it, it's not it's not a tangible. It's not material. Mm-hmm. Grace really is an attribute of the divine. So it's merciful. It's it's generous. It's appreciative. Grace. Oh my goodness. And grace. 
what we want to do is is really look at like where is it easy for me to see the best right to see the best in people and that's where we know grace is active that's interesting grace empowers us because it's like to see as the divine sees to know as the divine knows grace is the quality that empowers that seeing and knowing and and so what we want to look at, I mean, we're not looking for light in people. I mean, we're looking for what's good about them as human beings and how loving they are. And and that's, as we look for those things in others, of course, it brings it up in ourselves too. But looking for grace, right? Mm. Um, you know, whether it's, whether it's looking at a wonderful, you know, work of art, um, a great athlete, children ex- exhibit a tremendous amount of grace. And we all know that like if Audrey Hepburn were to walk in the room, we'd all fall on the floor because she is the light of God. Do you know that kind of, I mean, we recognize that's grace, right? We see it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and the other, the other uh, part of the ascension matrix that we have within us naturally is generosity, and and generosity. You know, generosity is so cool because it's it's from the French word for nobleman, right? And it's interesting because people of great nobility, they always knew that they would have more, so they could give things away very freely. And so we want to begin to understand that we have within us that same capability, right? And and the problem is when we try to keep everything for ourselves, we're burdened, right? And so as we give, and, and it's not just about thinking, giving thoughts. I mean, it's this is a planet of action. It's This is where things actually happen in the physical. And so we have to actually give things. You know, I mean, I know it's nice to send a spiritual bouquet someone's way, but the fact is, it's really better to call them on the phone and see how they're doing or to offer to offer like what and 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 generosity happens in the present. Right. Mm -hmm. It happens in the present. It's not what am I going to give next week? It's given who I am. What can I give today? Mm. What can I give today? And, you know, some days we have a lot to give. Some days we have less. That's all right. That's all right. It's like, what's the best I can do today? That's where we want to go. And so whether we give time, money, attention, right? We we take some time to listen to somebody. We, you know, there are a million things to do. Gosh, you know, just look around and see, you know, what do I want to give anybody? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and generosity I think- enables us, it gives us liftoff, right? It gives us velocity. We can rise above distress simply by giving. Right. Yeah. And we got to like not get too caught up in, I guess it, we have this concept or definition of what we think generosity should mean. So we get caught up in, you know, really the only way to be generous is with you know, with money or, you know, we, we have, do you know what I mean? We have, we seem to have these pre beliefs of what generosity is supposed to be or supposed to look at. And then again, we, you know, get all caught up and, <laughs> and realize, well, that's not really enough. Or, it's you know, we just, we, we are so hard on ourselves that we. Right, right. It's back to that same thing. But see, that's why. Like I find with generosity, 
is first of all comparing myself to other people i mean that's like deadly (laughs) but i mean it's like oh don't do that because there are always people who have more and there are always people who have less Mm. i mean so okay but i'm gonna look at i'm gonna look at myself today and the question is what can i do today Okay. Is there someone I can help? How can I help them? Is there something I can give to another person? And here's the, here's the thing, you know, in ancient times, which were in ancient times, we were very attached to martyrdom. We would Mm. give, we would give things we didn't have. We would give to the point of self depletion and self harm. The universe is not asking that. The universe says, what can you give today that will make you happy? So my question is, what can I give to, who am I going to see today? What can I give them that will thrill me? Hmm. Okay. And I hope they like it, but you know, they might not. But see, that's be, so that because part of the, um, I want to say like uh, one of the benchmarks of this new, true new age spirituality is that we are nurtured and sustained by our own giving. Hmm. So I want to look, what can I give you that makes me satisfied? Because that's where, that's where the action is. It's really very, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I think it's almost worth saying again, (laughs) you know, that it's how we, it's what we give that nurtures and sustains us, not why we give or, you know, if there, you know, it's like, it's just the it's just the gift of giving. The it's the giving. See, see, here's okay. So now we're going to go back to oh, this is so great because here's the thing. Now we're going back to judgment. Mm-hmm. See, I am not here to judge myself or anybody else. I mean, my my default is that nothing I ever say or do is or give is going to be good enough. Okay, so I am not the one to ask. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? My job is to give and I'll let somebody else be the judge. Okay. Mm. And, and that is, you know, and this is where the, the divine reality, the God force comes in. It isn't for me to judge. It's for me to give what I have and to trust, you know, and, and just to give and to let myself have that experience of giving. And if, if it brings you if it brings you joy and satisfaction that is wonderful right? right but the point the point is more that i that it nurtures and sustains me to give i have to give i have to give and if you don't like it i'm going to find somebody who does the world is i mean there are a million gazillion people out there <laughs> right and so so people sometimes say oh i keep giving to somebody and they don't like it then i say no, 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 we don't want to, don't waste your giving. <laughs> this is not, like, this doesn't make any God in any universe happy. <laughs> the idea is give to somebody who appreciates it. And for many of us, that's a process of finding out who those people are. We don't know. Right. right. You know, and some of us are very much, you know, we, we find ourselves at different points surrounded by people who don't get us, don't appreciate us. So, you know, don't cast pearls before swine. Go find people who enjoy the pearls. <laughs> but you but the thing is, you can't it's like if I keep holding on, 
I will never get past this particular, I won't get out of this particular, you know, I think of Dante and the circles of hell. I won't get out of this particular group. In order to get to the next group, I have to, given where I am in life today, what can I give? Who can I give it to? Right? Who can I help? How can I help them? That's it. And that, it is through that, that giving will propel me in the direction of where it will take me to my highest good. It will take me to people who love and understand me. It will take, it's just, that's how it works. But if I'm going to sit here holding on to all the good in the hope that, you know, I meet the the right people, that's not going to work. I mean, I won't go anywhere. Right. I am, I'll be too burdened, right? Just too burdened. So, right. Well, Linda, this has been a great show. I honestly, I swear, we could do hours and just keep chatting, <laughs> and it would be great. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, and I love your, I love your questions, and I love your willingness, and it's really, it's, it's so much fun to talk to you, and, um. So, and so I thank you. Thank you. And I know, I know because you actually can hear me. I know that, I know that your listeners can hear me as well. And, and it's just so important and wonderful when we find each other. So I thank you. Mm, I totally agree. Well, if you haven't gotten any of Linda's books, please go out there. The Akashic Records series is amazing. Um, So we've been talking about healing through the Akashic Records, using the power of your sacred wounds to discover your soul's perfection. And the, some of the tools in this book will, will change your life. So definitely look into them. Linda, such a pleasure. Let's do it again. And I think we will talk about the law of attraction just because, I mean, not that there's just one law that is a problem, but that is one that seems to be uh, very tricky these days. So I would love to have you back and discuss that. Um, I thank you again. And uh, you have been listening to News for the Heart, and we've been getting to the heart of what matters. And we'll be back next week. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org. 